You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Hello, my name is Joe and I am your host. This is The Joe Martino Show. Today I want to talk to you about something that I believe is absolutely crushing our society. Today's episode is actually being recorded at my house, so you might hear my lawnmower, you might hear my dogs barking, you might hear my kids working. You could hear anything and everything in the background. Uh, Hopefully it's not distracting. I'm going to just get it out there in the beginning so that you know it's there. Hopefully that doesn't cause you to be distracted and listen for the background noise the rest of the way. All right, let's talk about something that I truly believe is absolutely positively crushing our society. No, it's not politics. No, it's not TV. No, it's not Fortnite. No, it is not screen time addiction device dependency. Although those things are probably affected by this. It is our society's obsession that we have to be happy all the time. That we have to choose happiness. That we have to chase happiness. That somehow, if we're not happy, that's a good reason to make a significant life change, regardless of the consequences that brings for other people. Not only is that idea wrong and selfish, it is absolutely false and will not lead to sustained happiness. Oh, sure, there might be an uptick right at the beginning, right after we make whatever the big move is, whatever the big decision is. But it won't lead to sustained happiness. You're not unhappy because of your job. You're not unhappy because of your spouse, because of your kids, because of your in-laws, because of your neighbors, because of your house, because of your socioeconomic situation. Most of the time, we're not happy because we haven't learned to be content. We chase something that can't be caught. And in so chasing that, we actually end up with the exact opposite of the thing that we want. We think we're chasing happiness. We think, okay, this next sales goal is going to make me happy. This next girlfriend, this next boyfriend, this marriage, this child, this new house is going to make me happy. And in reality, it doesn't satisfy. And so we end up more unhappy, more anxious, more depressed than when we started. Because here's a truth that you have to accept. Outside things don't make you happy. Now, here's the thing. If you're in a relationship where you're getting beat, your spouse is constantly cheating on you, they're emotionally abusing you, they're verbally abusing you, they're doing things that are dangerous, uh, they're, they're just, you, you know, then you need to make some hard choices. And I get that. I am not saying that you shouldn't leave that situation. You should. If you are in an abusive situation, seriously, stop listening to this podcast. Go pack up your stuff and leave. Get some strong people to be there to keep you safe and get out. But I want to talk to the people who have just decided, I'm just not happy anymore. And I want to ask you, what do you think will make you happy? Seriously, I want to know, what is it that you think will make you happy? How will that work? I often work with guys who are having an affair, and sometimes women, and I'll ask them, well, why? And one of the things they'll often tell me is, Well, I'm happy. And one of the things, though, that's also true is as that goes on, I then end up working with people who are in an affair. They leave their spouse. They go to the new person. And suddenly they're not happy anymore. Right? Because when you're depending on something else to make you happy, then you can lose that happiness when that something else isn't new and shiny anymore. When it isn't as fun anymore. When it isn't as cool anymore. Because hard times come for everybody. Hard times come for everything. Now, maybe you have a toxic work environment. Maybe you have a toxic boss. Maybe you're 
uh, management is just not good for you. I, I had toxic employees and, and we had to we had to make some difficult decisions on who worked where and who did and who didn't work for us, who we were going to work with and who we weren't going to work with. But I couldn't let my happiness be decided by that. Maybe you're under a lot of stress, but your reaction to that is what determines your happiness, not that stress. In fact, here's what I'm trying to say. and I'm just going to spell it out here early. You get to choose your own happiness you're responsible for it. And if you're looking outside yourself for happiness, you're almost always not going to be happy because every relationship has hard times. Every relationship has pain, whether it's romantic or not, whether it's a work relationship, a romantic relationship, a parent-child relationship, everything. Almost every aspect of life has disappointment. There are days that you just wake up and it's just blah, right? The weather. You ever meet people just always complain about the weather? What does it mean to just be content with the weather? It's hot out. Yep, enjoy it. But I sweat. Cool. Thank God you have an adrenal system that sweats. I hope that's the adrenal system. If you want to be happy, and I mean this sincerely, if you want to be happy, you have to learn contentment. No matter what the situations you're in, you have to learn contentment. Contentment and joy. We don't talk a lot about joy in our society anymore. We don't talk about choosing satisfaction. I think in part because we've become a society that thinks, you know, just live for today. There are five rules that I tell my kids all the time. One of them is if you want your life to matter, it has to be about more than you. Right? And when we just say, okay, well, this is all there is. We make our life just about us. You just choose your happiness. It doesn't work. Because what we're saying is happiness is out there and I have to go get it. Once I get my degree, I'll be happy. Once I get my job, I'll be happy. Once I'm dating, I'll be happy. Once I'm married, I'll be happy. Once I have kids, I'll be happy. Once I'm in an affair, I'll be happy. Once I'm divorced, I'll be happy. Once I'm dating again, I'll be happy. Once I'm married again, I'll be happy. Once I have a new child to my new spouse, I'll be happy. And it's all just straight up hogwash. It's just hogwash. You have to learn to be content in the situation of life that you're in. I have to learn to be content. Now, contentment's a really funky thing. How do we learn to be content? How do we move from where we're at to contentment? Well, I think before we can learn contentment, we have to practice thankfulness, gratefulness. I'd encourage you, if you're struggling with contentment, create a thankfulness list. Every night, sit down at your bed, at your desk, at your kitchen table, pull out a notebook and write out three things that you're thankful for that happened in the last 24 hours develop thankfulness. Learn to be thankful. Say out loud, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. If you're uncontent with your spouse, if you're looking for your spouse to make you happy, you're probably on the path to unhappiness and divorce. So what you have to do is you have to start working on what are the things that you're thankful for in your spouse, right? One of the things is we call it left of church and right of church. When you're left of church, this is before you get married, right? Everybody celebrates the differences. That's so cool. If you're a spender and he isn't, you're so it's so cool how he's frugal with his money and he's wise with it. But then right of church, after you're married, man, he's such a tightwad. You take the same thing and your perspective changes because you lose your contentment, you lose your adrenaline rush, you lose your oxytocin rush. All of these things happen. So you stop being thankful for the things that are in your life that are good, right? And so if, if we don't have contentment, we don't have thankfulness. That's just, they go hand in hand. A lack of contentment is a lack of thankfulness. So develop a thankful attitude. Go through your life. I'm thankful for this. If you have a boss that you can't stand, be thankful you have a job. 
If you have a neighbor that you don't like, be thankful you have a house, a place to live. Develop an attitude of thankfulness. I don't know how anyone can be content if they're not thankful. We know scientifically that thankfulness and a lack of thankfulness, either one, whichever one you choose, wires your brain. Your brain is plastic and it literally gets wired by whether or not you wash it in thankful thoughts or unthankful thoughts. If you complain, it wires your brain for negativity. If you think thankful thoughts, it wires your brain for positivity. This is just, it's, it's settled science. And so the very first step in moving into contentment and actually finding happiness inside of you is to practice thankfulness. Be thankful. Practice a thankful spirit. The second step is to take control of your mind. You are not your mind. There's a great book called Mind Hacking. I forget the name of the guy who wrote it. It's actually online for free. If you wanted to Google it and read it for free, you could. Uh, If you're into Audible, I'd highly encourage you to listen to it on Audible. He's actually very funny in how he reads it. I believe he was a comedian before. He talks about how he uh, actually got a credit card at his house for his account in President Obama's name. Uh, President Obama was in in office at that time and how the Secret Service showed up to his house to uh, explain to him why that was illegal. But one of the things that he says again and again and again in that book is you are not your mind. Just say that out loud once with me. I don't care where you're at. Just say it out loud. I am not my mind. Say it one more time. I am not my mind. In other words, just because you think something, just because you feel something, that doesn't mean you have to act upon it. That doesn't mean it's real. Now, let me hear me all the way on this. The experience is real. The, the feeling that you have is real. The desire that you have is real. Like right now, 10 feet from me is these little chocolates. They are delicious. And I really want one. My mind is telling me, just get up and go get one. But I've had enough chocolate for the day. I haven't eaten overly healthy today. My daughter's soccer team had a party, so I had hot dogs there. It isn't best for me to go eat those chocolates. I can control my mind. One of the things that people who are looking outside their bodies for happiness, they tend to believe is that they're their mind. Whatever they feel, it's real, and they just have to escape it. And that isn't real. That's not true. You are not your mind. You have to take control of your mind. You have to take control of your attitude and your thoughts, and it's is how you take control of your attitude. By taking control of your thoughts. Do you control your thoughts, or do your thoughts control you? A few months ago, a dear, sweet friend of mine passed away. Uh, she worked for us. Her name was Marissa. Uh, over the years, she became like family to my my family. And one of the things that we talked a lot about was, do you talk to yourself or do you listen to yourself? Right. So with the chocolate, if I just got up and mindlessly went and ate one of those chocolates, I would just be listening to myself. But instead, I can take control of my brain and I can talk to myself and say, I don't need that chocolate. I can wait to get that chocolate till later. Well, here's the interesting thing. The more I do that, the more we know that the part of our brain that controls executive functioning, the thicker it gets, and the thicker it gets, the easier it is for us to have willpower. For a fascinating read on this, read Kelly McConnell's book about willpower. Willpower is in the title. I think it's The Secret of Willpower. Or read uh, Sean Acor's book, The Secret of Happiness. They both have incredible TED Talks as well. I can chase happiness, or I can control my mind. I probably won't get to do both. Part of creating a thankfulness list 
is controlling my mind. It's controlling my attitude by controlling my thoughts, by forcing my brain to look at things in a different way, to seek out the happiness things. When they do studies, one of the things that they find is that people who are optimistic also tend to feel luckier. But it's not because they actually are. It's just because they tend to see positive things more often than people who are pessimistic. People who have a positive view of, of, of aging, I think I've mentioned this before, they tend to live eight years longer. Why? Because they're probably more likely to make positive life choice decisions because they view aging as a positive thing. They're controlling their mind. If you want to learn contentment, you have to learn to control your mind. In fact, I'm working on a book right now called Taming the Tempest in Your Mind. And that's what the whole thing's about. Learning to control what you let your brain run with. How do you control the thoughts in your brain? How does it run? What do you wash your brain with? If you want to be content and therefore actually have happiness, you have to control your mind. All right, number three, you need to help others. Nothing will cause you to take a better view of how you view your own life than helping others. Just volunteer somewhere. It doesn't have to be a religious thing. It doesn't have to be, a. it will be a spiritual thing, but it doesn't have to be. Go volunteer somewhere. Go volunteer to read at a nursing home to, to people there who can't read anymore. Go help out at your local elementary school. Go help out at a shelter. Just go help other... Find people on your street that need help and help them. Go help other people. One of the things that happens when we start to get discontent, we start to we start to take all of our focus and we turn it inside. We take all of our hurts and we take them inside. We magnify them. We, we, we push them internally into us. And our focus becomes about us. And all of our habits, all of our activities, all of our actions become about us. I watch this all the time with people when they get divorced for selfish reasons. They just decide, oh, I'm, I'd be happier. I'm telling you. And I see this with guys, a ton with guys. And they're not call, they don't call their kids. They don't talk to their kids. And they typically say, well, my kids didn't text me. Well, you're the adult. You text them. Well, I don't know. What, what don't you know? Go help other people. Be generous with your time and resources. Buy the person behind you in Starbucks a coffee. That's a good start. But then actually go do something to help someone else. If you know of a need, help the person. Go out of your way. Be a little inconvenienced. And then journal about it in your thankfulness journal. Step number four, and this follows step number three, stop comparing yourself to others. Don't 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 look at the guy who has more than you. Like, oh, I wish I had that. Stop. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful that you have the ability to help other people. Be thankful that you have whatever it is you have. Be thankful that you are at the place that you're at. Now, don't don't become satisfied necessarily with, with who you are, right? We always want to be developing that. We want to walk this really fine tightrope of, of being satisfied with who we are and yet always pushing for more. But don't compare yourself to others. Be thankful for the husband you have. Be thankful for the wife that you have. Be thankful for the life that you have because you're the only one that gets it and you're the only one who gets to choose how it's spent. Be thankful for your life and don't compare yourself to others. It's very difficult to to compare yourself to others and be thankful. And so if you want to be content, you have to stop comparing yourself to other people. It's, it's It's like saying, oh, I want to put this fire out, but you're dumping jet fuel on it. It doesn't work. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to become thankful people. If we're going to be content, we have to be thankful. Then we have to take control of our mind. Then we need to help others. And then we have to stop comparing ourselves to others. Now, one time I was talking to somebody about this and they said, well, wait, I thought you said to tell me to stop, com- to stop comparing myself to others 
and you said, go help other people because that will, I can compare my life to them and feel better. That's not actually what I'm trying to say. When you go help other people, it's a really good time for you to be self-reflective. I was just talking to a guy yesterday who who I've come to appreciate my conversations with him. And one of the things that we, we talked about was how much by nature we hate silence in our society. We just abhor it because it forces us to be reflective about us. And so one of the things that we need to do, if we want to become content, we have to chase silence because that gives us self-reflection. So so we, we, we develop thankfulness. We help others. We take control of our mind. We stop comparing ourselves to others. And then we develop self-reflection through this process. And that self-reflection should become a habit that allows us to become thankful people. And as we become thankful people, we'll become content people. And as we become content people, we will become happy people. The only thing at the end of the road when you're chasing happiness is misery because you can't catch happiness. One, one of the greatest lies that we've told ourselves is that we can catch happiness. And then the sec, one of the second greatest lies or another greatest lie, because there's probably quite a few, unfortunately, that are running through our minds. But one of them is that we have to be happy all the time. I don't know how that works. I'm recording this on a Sunday and I love weekends, but I have to tell you, I wasn't happy all weekend. I had a fight with my wife Friday night. That wasn't happy. Then we had to talk it out and work it out. That took time. Then, of course, we're happy for a while. But then, like, the weather didn't cooperate. I didn't get everything done that I wanted. There was something that I wanted to do, and, and it wasn't able to do it because of something out of my control. And, and so there are all these different things that happen. And I can't make outside things make me happy. I can choose happiness by being thankful for a host of reasons. I have a great wife that's willing to work things out with me when we fight. I have an amazing life. And I know like in our society, we're almost not supposed to say that out loud, but I do. I love my life. In fact, a couple years ago, I actually bought bumper stickers that said LML, love my life, because I wanted people to move away from the FML. If you don't know what that means, Google it. I can't say it here because I have a contractual agreement with uh, the people that host my, my podcast. If you want happiness, you have to learn to be content. If you want contentment, you have to learn to control your mind to be thankful, help others, and stop comparing yourself to others. You can't do that. Stop it. (laughs) Look up, there's a really funny video online, Bob Newhart doing counseling. And that's what he says, just stop it. (laughs) One of the best ways that I have learned to, to, to not compare yourself to others is to do something that indicates you're happy for someone who has success. Right, like recently I applied for a local high school coaching job and I didn't get it. And I didn't know if I would or not. I haven't been coaching for 11, 12 years. I have a pretty decent resume, but I didn't know if I would get it or not. And I didn't. And to be honest with you, I was disappointed. But one of the things that I wrote in the email back to the AD when he told me, hey, thanks, but we don't like you that much, uh, was that I was thankful for the opportunity to interview and that I was happy for whoever they picked. And I hope to hear great things about them in the future. And I meant that. That helps me develop a thankful attitude, which helps me to be content, which helps me to be happy. Okay, so a little bit shorter of an episode today. But I I mean, I've just got to tell you, this idea that we have to be happy, that happiness is out there, it's away from us, it's something we're chasing, it's devastating our society. Your spouse can't make you happy. Your job won't make you happy. A new car won't make you happy. If you live in West Michigan, a house in uh, Grand Rapids in uh, uh, Easttown won't make you happy. A house out in the country won't make you happy if you're not happy where you're at now. You have to decide to chase contentment and happiness becomes its byproduct. 
All right, thanks so much for listening. If you have a question, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me. Info at JoeMartino.com, I-N-F-O at JoeMartino.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, change possible.